Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee that we'll be brewing today is called Nyanga Co-op Roasted by Cut Coffee. And the comic that we'll be discussing today is Gideon Falls Number 3, published by Image Comics. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, if you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play, and alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating, and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, now, before we go and brew that coffee, let's catch up a little bit on the previous week. Uh, Victor, what have you been up to? I want to know what you are up to oh. this week first. Okay. Switch things up a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, I wasn't uh, wasn't ready for that. What have you been up to this week, Jerry? Uh, well, so okay. So as you know from last week, I I beat God of War, but I didn't really beat it. So we're still playing it. We're still going on with it. We're still, uh, you know, trying to get all the the side stuff done. And it's, I think it's the first game I'm gonna try to platinum because I've never platinum a game before. What is this like? Fourteen <laughs> weeks? We've been talking about God of War now, like like four. <laughs> you know, we got like ten more weeks to go. <laughs> but other than that, I've actually been rereading the um, because I, before when it was coming out, I didn't finish reading it. So I've been rereading Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers. Um, okay. Not the Avengers run, but the new Avengers run. Yeah. Um, and that stuff with the whole Illuminati and everything, and like the team and what they have to do, and like with like the whole sort of like uh, multiple universes collapsing and stuff like that. Like that stuff's really interesting. So huh. could be something that we talk about one day as well. Uh, because I've been reading the Avengers run that he did, and up up to the point where they just got to basically the Infinity storyline, the Infinity um, event. So. Okay. Before I get to the event, I want to sort of reread uh, New Avengers, so that when I finish that, I can go and you know get yeah, into course. Infinity. So that's what I've been doing. What about you? Uh, so remember last week when we were talking about Venom, and right. then we were talking about the trailer. So I rewatched it again, and they do say symbiote. Right. It's, it's really sim- annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's really symbiote is. And she she says it a few times. She's like, it's called she's, symbiote. She says it twice in the span of like 10 seconds. <laughs> we found this symbiote. I'm like, no, it's... No. You, you found a symbiote. It's a symbiote. <laughs> um, and then actually, like, when I was re-watching that trailer, I picked up on a couple of things again. Because it was... A, a strange, oddly enough, it's normally I watch trailers a couple of times, especially if I'm really interested in a character. Right. But I rewatched this one for like the second and third time. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really feeling the way that Venom looks in this film. He seems very plastic. Yep. Like, yeah, that's su- that super was plastic. Yeah, he's very shiny. He's very glossy for some reason. Yeah. It's not a lot of flow to him. And when there is flow, it almost seems unnatural. Yeah. And it seems it seems plasticky. It seems glassy. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. And it's, now... He's got a weird look to him. And now Eddie Brock's character is coming off as... This like clueless guy, yeah. Like he's just super clueless. That whole movie trailer. What's what's going on with me? What's <laughs> why am I hearing these voices? I, if you're if we're gonna work together, I have one condition: <laughs> you can only hurt bad people. Don't hurt innocent people. 
and he's yeah and he's there talking to himself yeah and it's just it just which is fine like that part is whatever but yeah it's just the way that um eddie brock's character is coming off of so far in the trailer so we'll just we'll just have to see how that goes <laughs> yeah uh, pretty much but other than that like i've just really been uh trying to catch up on some some anime this week what have you been watching uh, you know the typical stuff, Megalo Box. That one's oh, where are like they at now? They're like episode, four, four, five in episode five, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's it's my favorite one so far. It's so good, so good. I hope it goes on forever. I, you know what? Knowing Japanese culture with like anime and manga and stuff, it might. Ah uh, no, most might go most on for a while. very rarely do do TV shows actually get like hundreds of episodes. Very rarely, like an anime, at least anyway. The only only two shows I know of, maybe three shows so I know of so far have done that, which is uh, Detective Conan, One Piece, and Gintama. But Gintama's ending fairly soon. Oh, okay. But most shows. But Detective are like, Conan <coughs> is very sort of like a case by case thing, so yeah, they no, could afford to keep going. Yeah, because it's, no, like, it's not like a like a super main storyline. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. It's kind of like watching. Uh, it's like watching Doraemon. Scooby Doo. <laughs> like Doraemon could go on forever yeah and I'd be okay with that what was that uh, what was that other one that Scooby everybody Doo. loves <laughs> yeah it's like watching Scooby-Doo it's just mystery by mystery right yeah well exactly yeah and then you don't need the character's age because it's just mystery solving right yeah. so it, that stuff is fun or like Hamtaro <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a so long Ham Taro When we work together It's much better My best friend oh, do you know this? <laughs> okay, you on that note <laughs> Alright so I've, I've had enough of anime talk <laughs> After that note um, So okay You know what uh, Why don't we go ahead and brew that coffee And then uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about Gideon 3 Ham Taro okay. When we work together It's much better right. My best Yeah let's brew that coffee <laughs> <laughs> It's coffee time It's coffee time Okay And welcome to our coffee segment Where we try one of the coffees That are sent into us And have it accompany us Throughout our comics discussion Okay During this segment We'll be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Alright. Today, Jerry, we have a coffee from the Embozi district in Tanzania called Inyega Co-op, and it's been roasted by Cut Coffee here in Toronto, Ontario. Nice. As per usual, Jerry. Start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff. Alright. Okay, here we go. There's something, there's something really sweet about it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's very different from the normal, uh, the normal smell actually. Okay. There is sweeter, and there's actually for the first time I felt like I'm actually getting like a scent of floral. Okay. Yeah. Kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's definitely sweeter. It definitely doesn't have that earthy tone to it. I'm not getting as much of that this time around. Huh. Yeah. Why don't you give it a try? Okay. I will. I will give it a try, oh, Jerry. Okay, Victor. Very enthusiastic. Okay. Goes in for the first sniff. It's twirling a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Just Yep. Yep, just just be careful, Victor. Just be careful of the overspill. Just uh Okay, second sniff. okay, third sniff. <laughs> really getting in there on that one. And uh, I'm getting gonna... like uh I'm getting like a light chocolate. 
Okay, yeah. Like a light chocolate. I'm feeling sugarcane on this one. Right, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a some, bit of that. Some sugarcane. I want to say a combination of floral and cranberry at the same time. Like some okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. It's yeah. got quite a bit of fragrance to it this time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, why don't we go for the taste test and see, see if we're tasting the things that we're smelling. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I see there's uh, likely going to be a stark difference. It's a, a Tony um, Stark difference. Hey. <laughs> <A>. <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh it's still there. The sweetness is still there actually. Okay. And um I'm getting a bit of a I'm getting a bit of a vanilla flavor to it. Vanilla. Yeah. A little bit of a vanilla. I can definitely. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I taste the floral. Yeah. But there's some form of that there. Okay. Um, compared to the last couple of weeks that we had, and uh, it's actually pretty reminiscent of the weeks that, if I'm thinking back of the weeks that we do have floral. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Okay. So I would say this is somewhere similar to that. I'm not sure if I'm getting the chocolate on this one. Um, there is a little bit of that because of the sweetness from the beginning, but yeah. I'm not sure if I'm getting that in the flavor. Okay. So one of my first things that I would say is I would say it's a vanilla type vanilla. flavor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, why don't you give it a try? Give it a give it a taste, Victor, and let me know. Don't mind if I if do. You, uh, if you get something okay. similar. Stop talking. I'm going to go on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> try to keep the listeners engaged, you know, as you go in for your taste. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so he's thinking pretty hard right now. He's thinking, "What is it that I taste? What, what is this flavor that is that is on my mind? What is this? What is this feeling? This reaction that I'm getting in my on my tongue? How do I put this like into a, words? Like a like a French vanilla. Oh, okay, yeah. Like a French vanilla. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, a little bit. But you taste it too, though. Then I'm guessing, yeah. So like right at the end. Yeah, right at the end for me. Yeah, so for for me the vanilla is there. Wow, I'm that's trying really, to. That's really there. Yeah, that's really there. Oh, <laughs> smokes! I thought you were full of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy sitting there talking about his vanilla. <laughs> See, yeah, the vanilla is there, but I I can't pinpoint that's the really, fruit that's, just that's yet. Really yummy. Yeah. Actually, I don't mind. I could just drink this and leave it at vanilla, and I would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's really tasty. I, I'm. This is almost gone. <laughs> this yeah, is almost gone. That's pretty huge. Uh, yeah, like a vanilla. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting any fruits in this one, to be honest. No. No, I would say vanilla. Um, like a slight hint of chocolate again. Okay. But that's really it for me. Like for okay. to me, that's a really good combination that's going on in yeah. this coffee. Yeah. Chocolate, vanilla. And I'm gonna say floral. I'm just gonna throw floral in there. Just gonna just gonna throw it and, in there. Uh, I, I was getting it from the fragrance, so you know I'm just gonna throw it in there. Maybe it is just a fragrance thing. Maybe it's not a taste. Maybe thing, so. Yeah, it could be. Um, let's put that in there. You know what? Let's go with let's go with chocolate, vanilla. Yep. Floral. Okay. Let's see what we got. Let's do it. Drum roll. Let's see. Don't don't do it. Don't don't drum roll. You're gonna like destroy uh, the no, microphones. The, 
Yeah, the headphones will destroy. <laughs> copy my spell. I'm just gonna end up drumming a table. Vanilla really cherry cola. Hey, hey. hey, wait, hold on. Cherry cola. Yeah. So it's, so it's not okay. So it's not vanilla, comma cherry cola. No, it's vanilla. It's cherry. vanilla cherry cola. Yeah. Which is a very that's huh. a very specific. That's very note. specific. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure if I get the cherry cola from it. Yeah. Uh, blackberry. Mm-hmm. And red plum. I'm actually happy just nailing the oh. vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I get the red plum from that. And the blackberry. I'm, I'm guessing the blackberry, though, is... It's very... Um, it's it's very much in the background, Yeah, I would say. Um, like, I don't think it's it's trying to be dominant at all in the I'm foreground. I'm straight up the only flavor. getting the vanilla. Yeah, like, I'm not getting the blackberry at all. Yeah. It's very much in the background, yeah. much like the phone company. So, But I really like this one. I think out, yeah. of, out of all the ones that we've had so far, this one's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Just because it works, it just I think works this one is, to my taste very well. Yeah, I think of all the ones that we've had, this would be the one where I said if I if I'm gonna go and just brew one, yeah, just for like an every like a, yeah. once in a while, I just kind of want to have a coffee. This, yeah, this, this is, is the, the one. one. Yeah, it just works so well, like, and it's smooth. Yeah, and it feels very pleasant on the mouth. Um, yeah. Some some good old ten out of ten mouthfeel. <laughs> good old ten out of ten mouthfeel. Uh good job cut coffee with uh ten out of ten mouthfeel. Exactly. You heard it here first on Dark Rose Comics Podcast. Um so if if at all you want to just advertise your coffee, just put a little ten out of ten mouthfeel <laughs> dash Dark Rose Comics. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really feeling this one. I think uh I think I'm actually gonna go brew a second one right now. You should. You should. As, as we need these to accompany us <laughs> in the comics discussion <laughs> from the top of the segment. Um, yeah, so you know what? Uh, let's go brew a second one. Yeah. And then uh, we'll come back and talk about Gideon Falls. Let's do it. Yeah. And we're at the comics segment. Uh, what we usually do in this segment is we take... Some of our favorite comic books, whether it's old or new, and we break down, we dissect them, and we analyze them, and we talk about it throughout this segment, and we sort of give you our opinions and our point of view on it. Uh, this week, we have Gideon Falls number three. It's written by Jeff Lemire, with art done by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Dave Stewart, and lettering done by Steve Wands. It's published by Image Comics. Um, so for the last two issues that... Um, the first two issues, essentially, for the series that um, that we sort of covered in the earlier earlier episodes, um, and just uh, just so you know, warning, spoilers ahead, uh, because in order for us to really break down and dissect what we truly feel about this issue, we're going to be talking about some of the spoiler prints. So, if you haven't done so already, go read the book first, and then come back. The book just came out last week, so go read the book. Put this on pause. Wherever you are, just hit hit that pause button. If you're in the car, just just stop your car. Put on pause. Just, just stop just, in the middle of the road. Just stop it. Well, actually, no, because then you can't drive to the comic shop. You know what? Just go read the book first, and then come back, and then uh, and then come listen to the episode. <laughs> so the last two, um, the last two issues that we talked about, there were a lot of revelations that were happening, um, and sort of layers slowly being peeled back. I felt like for this issue, um, just to sort of give an overview on it, in this issue, I felt that there were layers peeled back. Mm-hmm. But 
there there's there were there were a lot of questions in this issue that I wasn't sure it was at a point where it needed to have that many questions without any answer. Hmm. Because there were some things that were happening at the end of last issue that I was really hoping would be resolved. Right. Well, not so much resolved, but like just peeled back. But some of the characters acted a little bit out of character and in order to, I think, progress the story in a certain way. Yeah. Which wasn't bad because they did salvage a lot of those moments too. Um, but th- th- there was some danger with, uh, I think, just having a little too many questions. I don't know how you felt about that. Victor. Um, Like questions like what? So... We we were talking about the mysterious figure. Yeah. Right? Um, the figure that was in the black barn. Yeah. So, okay. So, in the story, uh, Dr. Shu, from last issue, as you will remember, Dr. Shu witnessed the black barn yeah. with that mysterious black sort of feline-looking creature. Did Is we it, say it looked like feline? Uh, did, did we? I, I thought know. we said it looked I like feline. Because it had ears. So... <laughs> Oh, I think I like thought, when I, I went, it was, I thought it looked like a double. Yeah, I think when I went and reread it, I thought it kind of looked like a feline too. <laughs> um, okay, so this mysterious creature that she saw, and today, um, in uh, in this issue, she goes back um, to to Norton. She goes yeah. to Norton's apartment, yeah. which is just completely rigged up, and she goes to Norton's apartment and she tells Norton about these things that that she was witnessing. Yeah, and. We're, we were still not really getting an analysis of what they are because I felt that from the doctor's point of view yeah she would have had another explanation to what it is she was seeing mm-hmm. first I didn't think she was gonna go to Norton right that wasn't something I expected to happen mm-hmm. I expected her to dissect it on her own to digest the information first before she approaches Norton because she had no reason to go to Norton because for the longest time she didn't believe this to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I don't I didn't I, I didn't think she was going to admit it right away to Norton and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of wrong." Well, I I expected it to happen because I mean for for so long. I mean, not so long. I mean, very recently did Norton reveal to her what he's been going through, right? Mm-hmm. And the stuff that he's been seeing. Um and of course she she dismisses him, right? For the like the first two issues she's dismissing him and then all of a sudden she sees what he's talking about she's freaking out right and that's why I expected her to go to Norton immediately because that that's her that's an initial response right right like that's that's her that's her fight or flight response to to, right. to what she's seeing right? right like you want you don't want to sit there and think about it you want to go and immediately find out what the heck is going on Right, right, and you know the closest, the closest thing she had in that moment, because I pretty, I believe, I believe, I mean, at least in the context of this issue, it, it wasn't too much uh, longer after that she go and see him. No, right? it wasn't wasn't long. Yeah, so like the closest thing she had to to getting answers was Norton's. Right, right, so. I, I fully expect her but to I, I didn't think the first person she would go and speak to now we don't maybe she already talked to somebody else maybe she called her mom or something I don't know yeah. but <laughs> I <Nah>. just <laughs> story progression wise yeah. I didn't think the first person she was gonna go to was a patient that's where I thought it was a little weird because I had expected her to maybe approach a colleague or yeah. professional help 
Yeah. I didn't expect her to approach a patient who she already dismissed with these things happening. Now, yeah. with her seeing the Black Barn specifically, yeah. I think is what triggered her to go see the patient because the patient has been talking about this Black Barn. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? but in in the point of view of where I thought Dr. Xu was coming from yeah. and what she was standing for as a professional in that field, I didn't think, like, not so much, I guess, I guess ego, I didn't think she, it would have allowed her to go and speak to her patient about it. Which is what I thought it was yeah. a little weird. Well, but, well, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, well, what I was saying, she doesn't come off as like an egotistical person. Like, she doesn't come off as somebody who's. No, who no, seems, not, no, Who seems yeah, exactly. to so be. Ego wasn't quite the word for it. But I think you might, I think what you meant to say is pride as a, pride. As a psychologist. Right, right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, pride. Like to, to hold herself uh, above. I guess what her clients are, are like a higher thinking or seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, see her as an individual that was like that. Right. But you also have to remember in that moment when like, she's freaking out right? yeah, for in sure. that moment, she's freaking out. And in for that sure. moment, she's not a psychologist. She's somebody who's, she's a to, person she's experiencing, a, experiencing a new, moment right? and she's trying so, to figure it out. Right. Right. So yeah. I think in the moment, um, her trying to figure out what's going on superseded the fact that she has a has a like a client patient relationship yeah. right and um, you can see it she's, she recovers from that throughout her yeah. her yeah. Um, conversation the, with, the with Norman right where she goes oh you know uh, oh I shouldn't have ever come here talk to you about this blah 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 because then that's when the psychologist and her kicks back in again. Yeah. She's like, oh, maybe it's like some sort of like psycho, uh, I forgot what, what psychokinesis. I Shared psychosis. Shared psychosis. Yeah. yeah. Psychokinesis. <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> yeah. Shared psychosis. And, yeah. um, and then she tries to ex- see, and then in that moment, that's what she's doing. What you're saying is trying to rationalize what she's and process the, the things that she saw. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, for the listeners who don't know, uh, we're going to go into a little bit about what shared psychosis actually is. Because once she mentioned that, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. I had an idea of what she yeah. was talking about, but yeah. I wasn't 100% sure if that's what she meant. And when I looked into shared psychosis, there were some really interesting things that get brought up that's very specific to their situation. Okay. Um, okay, so it's it's called folie à deux. It's a it's a French word. You totally butchered that. <laughs> How would you say it? How would you say it? It's folie à deux. I don't know. I Googled it and that's what they told me. <laughs> Anyways, it is French for madness of two. Okay. Uh, and it's also known as sheer psychosis. Yeah. Um, so it's a psychiatric syndrome in which syndromes, uh, symptoms of a delusional belief or hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. So I had just found that uh, sort of... Um, definition online yeah. and then when i looked into that that's where it really gets interesting um it's also can be classified as a shared psychotic disorder yeah or an induced delusional disorder uh-huh. um so it was first brought about in the uh, 19th century by french psychiatry uh by charles lasseg and jean-pierre Faure, and is also known as the lasseg Faure syndrome jeez okay um, so that that's why there was the French name for it because yeah. it, it came about from French psychiatry. Yeah. Um, so why share psychosis in this particular situation? Because 
Dr. Shu witnessed the hallucination from the end of the last issue. Yeah. And she approached Norton with what she saw. Yeah. Uh, she then noticed Norton's um, sort of delusion and paranoia in his home, in his apartment, right? Yeah. Because Norton at this point had rigged up his entire apartment. I yeah. think there's a there's a beautiful two-page spread it's that like completely highlights everything that's gone wrong in his head and he's just like I'm just I'm gonna set the booby trap here I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that it's like five or six different traps yeah it's insane insane amount of detail in that too yeah and uh, and kudos to the kudos to the art team on that Um, Dave Stewart really highlighting everything that's important with the red and it's just it flows so well yeah, um, but you can really see the uh, psychosis in his in his mind. Yeah, right. Because he he's just at this point he's just delusional. Um, so she notices it and then rush to determine that this was a case of shared psychosis. Um, in the specific case of Gideon Falls, so there's two ways for a shared psychosis to happen, mm-hmm. um, and one of them is called folie imposée, um, which is like imposed psychosis. Um, so basically, there's a dominant. In the situation, yeah. which in this book is Norton, mm-hmm. and he forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and imposes it onto a secondary person, which okay. is Doctor Shu. Yeah. In this particular example, because Norton is Doctor Shu's patient, yeah, Norton is directly imposing all of it onto Doctor Shu, and that's why Doctor Shu believed that it was going to be shared psychosis. Yeah. Um, and specifically this type of shared psychosis. Mm-hmm. So she didn't think on her own, she didn't think she would have come to this realization yeah. or would have come to this illusion Yeah, because she's only really seeing things that other people are posing onto her, mm-hmm. right? Um, so normally a secondary can recover without use of medication if they're emitted separately yeah. from the primary. So I think in this situation, she's just going to separate herself from Norton so that she won't continue to see these um, delusions. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like later on, once she separates herself from him, if she continues to see it, then that's where like things are going to start getting a little iffy. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of sheer psychosis. And when I looked into it, it was, it, it was interesting because that kind of goes with what I was saying from... Um, what, what I was saying from last week as well with what she believed to be um, because she, she had mentioned that she was a Buddhist and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. And what um, she believed to be evil from within, yeah. right? And the only way that can be affected, um, you know, it's, it's what you believe in, right? And she believed this was an imposed sort of situation. Yeah. So she doesn't believe this is real. Mm-hmm. So now she's sort of distancing herself from it because she knows that externally she can't be affected. So this can't be real. So then yeah. she sort of just removed herself from the equation. Yeah. I find it... Um, I mean, of, of course, that's her That's her sort of secondary reaction, mm-hmm. right? Once she sort of snaps back into it. And the reason why I find that a little bit hard to believe is only because Norman... Uh, sorry, Norton didn't actually share that much information with her about it right do you know what i mean like it's not like he went into great detail and then all of a sudden she's picturing all these details and, and seeing these hallucinations right yeah he would norman was very hesitant to even discuss it with her right right so the fact that she's seeing the barn and whatever despite how little inf- how little information norton actually gave her 
Mm-hmm. Like it only indicates that this that something something's going something's on. going on. Yeah, right. And um, even if she is going to set distance herself from Norton, I think she's still going to keep seeing the barn. But from from issue one, yeah, remember that there was that spread about the things that Norton was doing or Norton was seeing. Yeah, I felt like that was enough detail for her. Mm. That was enough detail to like make her start thinking about these things. I don't know. I'm Do not think conv- so. I'm not, I'm not convinced that that's enough information because I feel like this story, um, like we were saying um, a couple weeks back, that. For us, a successful story happens is when they drop us in the middle of an arc yeah. or in the middle of a story, right? When things yeah. are just starting to heat up. Yeah. I feel like because the idea of shared psychosis is someone having already built that delusion from an episode. Okay. So what if Norton had experienced an episode and that's why he's seeing these things and he's seeing these things out in the world and that's why he's making these connections to try to go and say like, that this is real. Yeah. You know? So, if he had already experienced that, then maybe he had already throughout, sort of like throughout his sessions with Dr. Shu before yeah. the story of this book takes place. Yeah. Maybe he's already injecting small little ideas. Maybe he's already putting a little bit of a, a little bit of ideas out there because she had talked about how she had finally allowed him to start to start leaving the hospital yeah. and not be in like continuous admitted care. Yeah. So what if he had the episode and he had already been in, you know, pushing the idea onto Dr. Shu? Yeah. Well, I feel like if, if that was the case, even if it wasn't shown to us, there would have been some sort of references to those previous. Right. So what if those are, I guess, things that are going to come up at some point? I mean, it might. If, if it does, uh, then... I'm sure there'd be some validity to that point, right? Right. But I feel like between last issue and this issue, at least in the beginning of this issue, Doctor Shu would have brought brought that up already. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because to from her re- based on her reaction and based on her interaction with Norton so far, it just seems like it's coming really out of the blue for her. Right. Right. Not like and and then you know mentioning shared psychosis was just it seemed like just a reach for her to try and f- figure it out on the spot. Like it just seems yeah. like a reach even to for try her. to reach for the grounding, right? To yeah, try to like, stay grounded. Yeah, it just seems like a reach even for her. Okay. Right. So she did hurry on out of there though when she said, "Well, that. yeah, because she's, like, she's scared." <laughs> she's just like, "Yeah, this uh, uh, shared psychosis." Uh, yeah, bye. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I, I think everything in that within that moment is it was just a reach. But I I think what Norton is saying is true. Deep down inside, she knows that this is you know something's going on. Right. Right. And I mean that's the side that I'm taking anyway. That there's definitely something paranormal happening. Okay. Right. That's the side that I'm taking, and and that's the way that that I've been reading the past two issues. Not so much the first one, but the past two issues. That's how I've been reading it. That something strange is going on. Okay. Right. Um. Okay, so speaking of something strange, something really sort of like uh, we're not getting to the end of the story just yet. Yeah. Um. Something mysterious happened in between. Um. Uh, between uh. Father Fred. Yeah. And that random couple. Okay. Yeah. 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 The the bus right. driver and uh, and his wife. Yeah. So the bus driver Joe. 
Yeah. What did you make of that conversation? I don't know. It it seemed it seems very. I don't know. It's a, it was a creepy conversation to me. It was yeah. super creepy because. Well, I'm trying to find it, sort of grasp the words here. Uh, even in the first issue, when when uh, uh, when father drove by and and saw and saw Joe, even the way he smiled was just very strange to me. Right. Yeah. Right. And then th- that that interaction sort of solidifies to me that nothing good can come of Joe and his wife. Right. And just the fact that he's so insistent on him coming over. I don't know. It's, it's red flags for me, but what I've made of the conversation so far of like, well, their conversation is just be careful of that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what he's really trying to get father Fred into the farm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, why? (laughs) <laughs> like, what are you, like what's so great about your farm <laughs> oh check out these soybeans I got going on <laughs> um, one thing I did notice in the um, in that segment that couple of pages yeah. so the uh, Father Fred went and uh, just sort of gave the um, gave the speech in the uh, the mass yeah. right he had no notes yeah. and he just sort of winged it but it was great yeah. Right? It was it was genuine, it was it was real, it, was, it came from the heart. Yeah. Then he's meeting everybody outside and up until this point, no red. Yeah. No red in his segment. Yeah. Whereas before there's the red, you know, with the uh, with the setting up with the booby traps and everything, and then Dr. Shu showing up and there was still red showing. Even when uh, even in the beginning when um when uh, when father was uh, pouring himself a drink, the bottle had a little red yeah, on it too. Yeah, had that little red strap on it, right? Yeah, um, that was interesting too because, and it like that little knock knock was in red. Like yeah. it's it's interesting where they're putting these colors. Yeah, what I did notice in this segment when he was talking to Joe, Joe's cigarette, the tip of it was the red. Yeah, normally you don't use that color to signify the burn. No, you would do orange. Exactly. Normally, or even yellow. Exactly. Yeah. Because it burns with the like an orangey yellow, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was red. And there were two side-by-side panels with it as red. Yeah. There's got to be something going on with Joe. Yeah. So like you said like don't trust them, but like Cigarettes for me kill, that's kind of like Cigarettes that, kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's the message. Don't that's smoke. the message Joe's trying to tell you. Don't smoke. <laughs> don't smoke, stay in school. Um the cigarette bud, I feel like, is sort of like an indication of like where this guy is aligned. Yeah, which is to me is pretty interesting. The wife showed no interest in anything. No, no. And at then all. at the end, there was a little that little rectangle sort of framing. Yeah, uh, framing uh, Father Fred, and it's interesting because yeah. where they decide now to put that color because they've instilled it in our brains that these color mean the connection to the other side. Yeah. It's interesting where they're they're choosing to place that little bit of a sort of like a breadcrumb for you to follow and for mm-hmm. you to chase, and yeah. you start coming up with these delusions too, right? Yeah. In a sense, the art style is making us paranoid yeah. about who these are. Yeah. He could just be a regular bus driver. Yeah. But that little hint of red makes us question it. Could you imagine if now at this point, because we're so associated, we're associating the color red with something paranormal or something bad happening? Imagine they just color random things red, just as yeah. red herrings, and then you're just like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> as red herrings? Uh, huh? <laughs> uh, 
Okay. No, but <laughs> no, but for real, like that's. I think that's what's gonna eventually happen. Is yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be thrown into psychosis with them. We're gonna be throwing the paranoia with them. Yeah, and we're gonna start picking up these little things, like example from the from the cigarette. Yeah, he could just be a normal dude. Yeah, just some guy that really loves his farm. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's interesting where deci- where they decided to go with that, and yeah. I think. There are some really interesting storytelling stuff that they can really go for. Yeah. With just playing with the colors and playing with expectations. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, Joe, no, I don't trust Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that invites me to his farm that quickly is no good man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we go on to the part of the story now after that uh, interaction with Joe yeah. um, Father Fred starts discovering some of the letters from uh, underneath the, the little board yeah. I do want to go into that a little bit um, it's there's two moments that are similar within within this issue okay. right um, the way that um, the way that they draw uh, Father Fred discovering the letters is, is the same way um that they do the moment when Dr. Shu is about to leave uh, Norton's apartment, right? Um, they're, they're drawn in, in, in like a Venn diagram style, right? Because it's three, it's three circles, right? And then at some point, to, uh, the top and the bottom circle intersect with the middle one. Right. To show red. They're side by side pages. They're one page after the other. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so that's obviously heavily indicating uh, that these that this reality that that I guess quote unquote we're currently living in, um, and then the the paranormal reality of things is starting to really interlace for them, mm-hmm. right? Because um, then it's it's no longer just oh just weird stuff is happening, right? Now it's just like this world is turning into something different right for them right? right the world is taking on a different meaning for them right so um i really enjoyed um that particular way of, of how they how they drew that and uh, and the symbolism behind it uh never would i imagine that you could use a venn diagram that way <laughs> with pictures rather than words than right. words right yeah. so um i i definitely want to see uh, sort of where where that goes, I guess, moving forward. If they could do s- other things that are similar, right? Because to me, that's that's smart artwork. That's really smart. Smart, yeah, right? very smart. Andrea, if you're listening to this, so smart. He's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so smart. It's smart. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah, and uh, on like a second read, like it, it connects you on it too, right? Yeah, because it's it is side by side pages, and yeah. it's it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so again, like the, like if there was any moment within that issue that was hinting at the interlacing of realities, mm-hmm. those those two pages would be it. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Those two pages would be it. Absolutely. Um, and then that moment is when, is when it carries us into Doctor Sutton. Right. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting fellow. Very. <laughs> Very out there. <laughs> <laughs> Segway real quick. Um, so crazy theory time. is. We usually have a crazy theory going on for Gideon Falls. We do. So crazy theory time, just based on the two panels that we were talking about. Okay. 
uh, with the two Venn diagram panels. Yeah. The way that the floor pattern is drawn in that red is the same as well, like brick pattern. Yeah. Crazy theory. I'm reviving a theory that we had, I think, from <laughs> from uh, the first time, the first issue that we did for this. Okay. What if these two things are not taking place at the same time, and these lo- two locations are actually identical locations, and this is the modern era of that part of town? Lake House. Lake House. Lake <laughs> House is back. You know what? I thought... You thought I was crazy. You, I thought you were crazy. You thought I was crazy when, like Norton. When you had suggested that? Yep. Uh, I thought you were all sorts of whack. <laughs> but, um, you know, now that I I think about it... Right. It's starting to make sense. Because, I mean, let's look at it... Um, even outside of the red, let's look at it like in the context of the environment. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's no technology anytime you see Father Fred. Yeah. There's zero technology anytime that you see him. Right? So... To me, that's that's already a little. It's a little iffy about little when iffy. he is. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. so okay, so he doesn't have a cell phone, he doesn't have a TV, whatever. But I think nobody there does. It's Father Fred, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but then you see some of the way that uh, some of the the people around him are dressed, mm-hmm. right? And it's starting. It's it's starting to sort of steer that way. Yeah. Starting to really steer that way. And, um, I mean, whether that's going to be solidified or not in future issues, we'll have to see, right? Um, but, you know what? Your point is... It's... It has some more validity to it. It's coming alive. It's gonna. It's the Gideon <laughs> Lake House theory. <laughs> Gideon House. Gideon House. <laughs> okay, so back to Doc, uh, Dr. Sutton. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to <laughs> steer you off track. No, no, no. Uh, that's what that's what I was gonna say about Doctor. Very, very interesting character. Like he's very uh, what's very out there, very uh, enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. I think may or may not be the right word for him, but uh, certainly not uh, my my image of a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, <laughs> he came in looking like Herschel from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> who actually ironically is is a, is a, is a doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> or was was a doctor spoilers i guess if you're really far behind on the walking dead <laughs> looks like he should be like a teacher at like a wizard school <laughs> like, <laughs> dumbledore <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but um when when they introduced uh dr sutton as a character and mm-hmm. when he started talking to father fred um you start noticing that um, that the these mixing of realities uh, all of a sudden it, it becomes one reality in my opinion for Dr. Sutton right because no longer um, are they trying to highlight red mm-hmm. within the pages where Dr. Sutton's involved it's just scattered everywhere yeah which means that um, his reality is now the paranormal reality. Everything is 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 one. Yeah. Right. So everything I thought, is interconnected. Now. Yeah. Everything's connected together. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what I thought when I when I saw Doctor Sun and his uh, his little laboratory he's got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
there, to me that specific uh, full pre- uh, sort of double page spread yeah there's gotta be a reason and I haven't figured it out why um, the three panels yeah uh, you know quote unquote yeah panels on the left with like essentially looking like claws yeah looking like you know good old raptor claws <laughs> <laughs> um, there's gotta be a reason why it's shaped that way yeah but I just I can't figure out why mm. Could perhaps they're pointing onto something because one of them is pointing onto a map, but I just I haven't figured it out. I, fi- I haven't hmm. figured out why it would come in the three slashes that way. Hmm, that's interesting. I actually haven't even uh, because if the if they're showing that. chaos, yeah, with the way they're doing their frames, yeah, it I didn't I don't feel like they would do it that way. Yeah, there's a there's this very specific reason of where they're pointing those. Yeah. You know, or I'll say I would actually feel like it would be more chaotic if they're just trying to show chaos. There's almost an order to it, and I don't know where it, like, what it's trying to show. To me, it's it. It almost looks like because it seems very. It, to me, it represents something that's that's happening very fast. Okay. Right. Like something is the fluidity. Yeah. So something is like tearing at that fabric of reality and then we're okay. opened right to to this reality of Dr. Sutton. Mm-hmm. Right? Um almost like uh almost like he's uh uh what's like breaking the door down. Right. And then and then you're you're open to this other world sort of thing. Okay. Right? That's yeah. what I get from the three slashes anyway. Okay. No, that's a good explanation. I didn't even think about that. Another thing that sort of adds to the Gideon Lakehouse theory mm-hmm. is when you look at um, is when you look at uh, Doctor Sun's evidence room. There's no laptop. There's no computer. No yep. cell phone. It's just all the evidence and uh, and a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange when you when you're trying to do research on on something, you would think that you know the laptop is the logical choice, right? Instead of putting news clippings everywhere like a maniac, right? <laughs> which is I'm sure was sort of the the idea that they were trying to get across that he was so, a, a little bit out there in terms of that. Yeah. Um, news clippings is like sort of the common way of creating sort of like that idea map, yeah. That idea collage. Yeah. Um. So. I'm guessing with the laptop, like if you're trying to show psychosis on a laptop, yeah, you just you would you would just have nothing on the wall, just a little laptop in the middle of the room, just sitting there with some lights, yeah, which doesn't quite have the same effect. But like you're right, like in terms of the technology that they're at, yeah, it really doesn't look like it doesn't it doesn't look like they're they're up to where the other guys are. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm just trying to look back now and see if. Uh see if there's any more hints of that um like of where they're at yeah because i'm i see because now you're making me really think about it <laughs> like it, now, now, house. now it's just like now it's just like it only makes sense that that's that that's the thing <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah like it that only makes sense now um but well, because we'll, like we'll I, I went back yeah. looking for any sort of connect to bring those two onto the same time yeah. frame. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, you know, it, so. it seems it seems like they're in very, if not in the same time, at, at, at least 
very different like very parts. different locations yeah you know what i mean because you look at like norton's surroundings and it's and it's super it's super modern right like it's very present day mm-hmm. as in 2018 i don't know when everyone else go listen to this but <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then you look at father fred's location and it's like wow you're looking at like 80s 80s 70s, 70s yeah at least somewhere that where they maybe they don't use technology too much right like it just seems very different and it adds to your little lake house theory (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean that yeah for me that theory is still very much alive yeah um and it's only made more evident now based on the artwork and i'm wondering if these breadcrumbs are just sort of being scattered in here to like throw people off their sense yeah um, which would be interesting because that's exactly what these characters are feeling with the paranoia. Yeah, it right? turns out that Norton and Fred are just neighbors. <laughs> it's, we're super far off. They're actually living right next door to each other. <laughs> but they're just like, <laughs> technology extends till here. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Father Fred, no, no technology for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, did, um, did you have any other points you wanted to cover on the book? Uh, it felt very short for me. Did it feel short for you? It did. It felt really it short did. for me. I, um, the uh, the panel where that happens, and then bottom right corner it says continued. Yeah, and I was like, really? where? Oh, are we done? Where is it? Where is it continued? <laughs> like, do I have to go get another issue? Or? <laughs> like, is it? Did, did, did it just turn into a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it it did feel short, and I think it's because the previous conversations, like the characters, are pretty well done in a sense, like. They do talk uniquely, so yeah. the conversations flow by fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, so as you're going through the story, like, because in the story, there's not very many major things that were happening. It's sort of like, you know, people questioning what was happening. Yeah. More, rev- more sort of like them discussing the things that have been happening. Yeah. That the conversation just, once it gets passed and you get to the last page reveal and it's like, okay. Yeah. So do we continue on this issue or like are we done you know yeah. it did feel pretty quick yeah. yeah I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that um, the panels were so much larger in this issue as well yeah like there just wasn't as much conversation happening yeah as it was um, as there was uh, implication of, of, of the situation through imagery right I feel like that was a lot of what was happening in this issue like even um even in that that page where um, Father Fred was just about to start his his service, mm-hmm. it's just four panels of 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 artwork, one word, right? Right. So I felt like a lot of it was just symbolism through imagery mm-hmm. or implication through imagery, um, and I think that's actually what to me made this issue such a pivotal issue. Yeah. Because I think moving forward, everybody is going to be like Dr. Sutton moving forward. Okay. Yeah. Right. Where the realities just mix and then it's paranormal activity, Gideon Falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> paranormal activity. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. but but those are my thoughts. I mean, overall, like I, I totally loved this issue. Mm-hmm. I, I loved uh, I loved the pace of it. Um, I felt like they they switched between uh, Norton and and Father Fred really well, because mm-hmm. um, it's almost like they were adding on to each other's story as you were reading. Right. Okay. Right. Um, 
I need more. I need answers. <laughs> that, that's all and I'm going to say. Hopefully answers are coming. <laughs> hopefully it's coming. Hopefully the answers, yeah, answers are coming. Because they, they need to come right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about like the halfway point through an arc. Through yeah. like the opening arc, right? So I feel like answers are going to start trickling in. Um, but yeah, you know, that that's like, I kind of share the same sort of same final thoughts on that too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a well-paced book, if not a little quick. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I did hope for a little more reveals. Yeah. Especially what, after what happened in the last issue. Yeah. Um, this was very much a, this was very much a catch up, very much a conversation sort of conversation type book. Yeah. And it's. And it's moving along in that pace, which is fine. But I'm hoping some things start to get revealed a little more soon. Yeah. Um, like it, it is though. In all fairness, I think this issue was meant to be a little quicker pace. Yeah. Um, because just as it's happening fast for us, it's happening fast for these characters as well. Like, yeah. Things are happening fast. It's starting right to now. get hectic, right? Yeah. So. And they're and they're and they're just trying to get answers, just as we're trying to get answers. Yeah. Right. So. What? We'll have to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, absolutely. Um, if you had somehow decided not to read the book yet and listened to us first, go buy the book. Uh, that's all we can say. Go buy the book while it's still hot in the, uh, still hot and fresh in the, uh, in the comic book shop because they're gonna get sold out very soon, if not already, and you're gonna have to wait till the next printing. So go buy the book, and if you prefer to read it digital, go to comicsology.com. We'll have the link in the description, uh, in the show notes. Um, so yeah, I think I think that about wraps up what we're going to talk about for Gideon Falls. Yeah. Overall, very good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait for the next one. Let's 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 go get it right now. The, let's, ne- the next one. We'll have to break doesn't... in break in somewhere and. Well, yeah, somewhere out there it has because it's um it's got to be already submitted, right? So there's, yeah, there's answers out there. Yeah. We just we need to Lake House forward. <laughs> we need to get Lake the... House forward <laughs> and get, get our the hands full scoop. on this thing. Get the full scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, why don't we wrap up uh, our comic segment uh, the discussion on uh, Gideon Falls? Let's uh, go ahead and uh, enter our offerings to Dark Side segment. Offerings to Dark Side. Here we go. And we're at the offerings to Dark Side segment. In this segment, what we normally do is we take something outside of the world of comics, outside of the world of coffee, and we offer it to you, something that we're interested in, offer it to you, the listeners, something that we hope you'll be interested in as well, and just something that we think that you'll find fun. Um, so why, why don't we change it up a little bit this week and, uh, oh, wait, what was that? Oh, Victor, you said you wanted to go first? Wow. Oh, you know what? Let's, let's yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's, uh. <sighs> I know you're really excited about what you wanted to offer, so you can go ahead and go first. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> my offering this week is actually something that's not even out yet. Oh. It is the Dragon Ball Heroes PR anime that's going to be coming out this summer. Okay. So for uh, many of you that may not know what Dragon Ball Heroes is, because it's not here in North America. Or Dragon Ball Okay, I'm sure most people know what Dragon Ball is, but uh, what Dragon Ball Heroes is, it's a it's actually an arcade game over in in Japan. Okay, that has a collectible card uh, card game element to so it. So that's out right now. That's out right now. Okay, yeah. So uh, basically, you you collect a bunch of cards, and right. You can actually use those cards and 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 use them to play with on on the arcade machines over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So it's a very it's a very interesting concept. So kind of like Initial D. Sort of, but like on like the next level, because initially yeah. everybody gets like the same sort of like a punch card, memory card yeah, type thing, right? Yeah. So. 
okay. similar, uh, except it's like you're collecting cards of the character and you just place them on top of a screen and then the arcade machine immediately knows which character you have. Do these... So it's scanning it based on a default character, right? Like it, it's its own upgrade function and stuff like that for characters. Right? As far as I know, no. So then it'd be kind of like Skylanders. Yeah. For Dragon Ball. Basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really um, cool, actually. So they're releasing an anime to promote um, to promote it uh, this summer. And uh, it's a very fan service sort of game slash anime. Okay. Because anything and everything that you can think of in terms of Dragon Ball, like say, for example, what if Super Saiyan 4 Goku were to fight Super Saiyan Blue Goku? Okay. They'll they'll do that in Dragon Ball Heroes, right? So it's uh, it's very fan servicey. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball, this is something to to check out for sure when it comes out. Uh, again, it is Dragon Ball Heroes. Dragon Ball Heroes. Funny you should mention that. Um, just like a bunch of what if stuff, right? Yeah. So actually, um, recently I went to just sort of like this um this uh this, this video game store. Okay. And it's like uh. It's like a mom and pop shop. It's uh, it's uh, just like an independent video game store. They have a bunch of retro stuff there too. They have a bunch of retro games. Oh, in sort there of too. like uh, EB Games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's this game that was in there that I saw. It was on the 3DS, and it's called Dragon Ball Fusions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I that came out like two years ago, I think. And yeah. in that game is basically literally what what, what, what if you it's just what if you fuse this guy with that guy? Yeah. What if you fuse that guy with this guy? And it's yeah. it's kind of cool. Like I was watching some of the reviews and stuff, and I was like, you can literally make fusions out of everything. Like, yeah. Everything you thought that was like maybe possible, yeah. fuse them, and then it's possible. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I didn't end up buying the game, but I think one day I might like maybe pick it up and like try it again. I just I, I haven't played on my 3ds in a while, yeah. So I have to like dust that off still. Yeah. But uh, if I ever do, that I think I'm gonna probably give that game a try. It sounds oh, really yeah. cool. It looks it looks fun. I, I I was actually thinking about picking it up too when it first came out, but then I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. It yeah, seems yeah, very yeah. gimmicky, but it seems something. It seemed like, gimmicky, but like there's reviews online that just saying like it actually has a pretty interesting combat system too. Okay. And like it's cool because like. You, you would never imagine some of those fusions to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, I got a really expansive roster too. Okay. So that's also fun too, right? Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, that would be okay. something cool to try out. Yeah. But this week, I'm not offering Dragon Ball Fusions. Oh, um, all right. But you should also go check out the game. Because, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but what I am offering is, do you play Dungeons & Dragons? Is this something that you've always wanted to try, but didn't know if you had a group to try it with? Well, this isn't necessarily going to give you a group, but (laughs) so what I'm offering today is a podcast. It's called Critical Role. So not so much a podcast. It's a podcast because it's available in podcast form. Yeah. Um, And uh, they also say it's a podcast as well, but it's really, it's a live show that's that's on, um, it's on Twitch every Thursday. Okay. Uh, It's by the, it's by Geek and Sundry. And it's, uh, it basically features a bunch of voice actors and they get together and they play Dungeons and Dragons. They're in the second campaign right now, and the first campaign, I believe, lasted about 150 episodes. Wow. And each of the episodes is about like two and a half, three hours That's long. That's crazy. Because it's like a full Dungeons & Dragons session, right? Yeah. So it's 150 sessions for that first campaign, and then there's the second campaign that they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in playing Dungeons & Dragons, or if you are currently already playing, or if you just got into it, whatever, give this podcast a try. Yeah. Very professional stuff. Um, and they're voice actors too, so they really get into the role-playing aspect of the of the game. Yeah, 
and it actually made me a better player in Dungeons Dragons. We play every uh, we play every week as well. We have like a little play group that plays, right? Okay. And it has actually made us like better players too, and it made me a better player too. I think because it allows me to like role play a little more and like understand like the limitations and capabilities of certain classes and whatever. Yeah. It's really cool. So I would definitely say like if you're interested in the game, go check it out. Uh, go give it a try. Give it a listen. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to get like, I think you're going to get captivated by the, uh, by the, the story that they're telling too. And it's, it's really, it's really fascinating. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's called critical role. Yeah. Um, role as an R O L E. Mm-hmm. So critical role. I get it. I get what they did there. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I think that basically, I think that basically wraps up our offerings to dark side this week. So, um, yeah, I think that that about wraps it up. So (laughs) at the beginning of what, when I say this, uh, I always say, thank you for tuning in. Um, nobody's really tuning in. We're not a radio show. No, we're not. (laughs) But you know what? It's there. We have been saying it every week, so I might as well just keep saying it. So thank you for tuning in (laughs) and we hope you enjoy the episode. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and our website at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Please also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book you would like us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics. You can find myself on Twitter on twitter.com slash otterlygeeky. And you can find my co-host Victor at twitter.com slash victorjyoung. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. Although admittedly, I have been a little lax on Instagram lately. I'm just not very good at taking pictures, you know? So, man. <laughs> in a couple for? of weeks, there's going uh, to be a Comic-Con happening in Niagara in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know. At that point, maybe I'll just start posting a bunch of random pictures. Uh, we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you would like to be a part of the community, join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. Uh, so this is just to, to give you a little warning. Uh, we're going to be taking two weeks off of our regular scheduled uh, releases. So we're going to be taking two weeks off of our regular episodes. And next, we're going to be doing some prepping because we're going to be starting to cover some of the, the bigger arcs that has been happening in DC Rebirth. So we're going to you know take some time to prep for that. And the week after is Niagara Falls Comic Con. So we're going to go down there. We're going to have some fun. If you happen to be in Toronto, if you happen to be going to Niagara Falls Comic Con, you can find us. We'll probably be walking around, just talking to people or talking to creators whatever so come say hello if you do see us down there and uh in the meantime we're gonna try to put up some you know just bonus stuff we might be talking about just other stuff outside of comic books we might be talking about some games that we're playing maybe talking about dragon ball since we're talking about dragon ball so much (laughs) and uh maybe so in between we'll still be releasing well we'll try to release some episodes um in the two weeks break that we're uh, that we're having but after the two weeks break we're gonna come back and we're gonna continue on sort of our weekly schedule um so as always take care have fun I had to. <laughs> I had something in my mind, and then it's gone. What was I gonna say? Oh, what was my goodbye line? Uh, hold on. Give me a second. No. Give me a second. No. Have fun storming the lake house.
goodbye. Wa-bam.